The specials never stop at Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. Every day, you get a large two-topping pizza for only $11.99. On Sunday, watch football and enjoy our large one-topping pizza and 10 wings for only $17.99. Plus lunch specials every day of the week. Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Hey, welcome in to another edition of Try at All-Stars. My name is Ryan Smith. Joining me today, former Greensboro Grimsley High School quarterback standout, Alonza Barnett III. Alonza, how are you today? I'm doing well, Ryan. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's great to have you on. Let's get right into your background. We'll start with that. You grew up in Winsett, North Carolina. Tell me about growing up and then how did your passion for football come about? So I'm actually from the Greensboro area. We recently just uh, moved to Whitsitt this past year. So uh, just growing up, uh, being a sports family, my mom running track, my little sister running track, uh, my dad playing football, baseball when he was younger, football primarily as he got older, and my aunts and uncles, you know, participating in sports as well. Sports was always around me, and it was something that uh, we tried out. And so uh, that's how it's always been. Yeah, and so you talked about being originally from Greensboro. You go to Grimsley High School. That is where you starred as a quarterback for uh, Grimsley. This past senior year was an outstanding one for you and the entire team. Uh, you went 11-1 and overall, 7-0 in conference play before falling in the second round of the state playoffs. Just for our listeners, a little bit of background from your time at Grimsley, the 2021 uh, Friday nights in Carolina, first team All-State. 2021 Metro 4A Offensive Player of the Year, uh, the 4A State Championship Game MVP in 2020-2021 season, the first team all area as both a junior and senior, the Carolina Bowl MVP, the North Carolina and South Carolina Shrine Bowl selection, and finally, as an overall resume, you helped Grimsley to a 2020-2021 4A State Championship, a 2019 semifinal berth, and 2021 second round. And then while you were starting on the football field, you also had time to do Spanish and National Honor Society, chess club, things like that. So a well-rounded accomplishment in your high school career. As you drift off to college, which we'll talk about in just a second, what are you going to miss most about Grimsley and your time, not only on the football field, but off the field as well? Uh, Grimsley, that was a special place, a special program. I'm tremendously grateful to be a part of that place, uh, Coach Brown and his staff. They do a tremendous job not only preparing us, on the field, but also off the field. And I'm uh, just tremendously appreciative to go in and have tremendous seniors like Quentin, Trey Buckram, Nate Crawford, Caleb Curtin, uh, Travis Shaw, Lawson Albright, to name a few. And uh, that year was really a growing year for me. Uh, I was uh, grateful to leave there with a state championship that year, uh, transitioning to my senior year. Of course, uh, the goal was to go back to back and it didn't finish up how we wanted it to. So. Uh, that, that one still stings a little bit, but I know that it was a tremendous year for growth for the younger guys on both sides of the ball. They got to uh, experience uh, football at the varsity level, and Coach Brown, I know they're motivated, and they'll have them for this year as well, have them ready for this year. And so we'll transition now to the college ranks. Uh, we'll talk first about your family, which you kind of mentioned in the beginning. 
Um, your family has quite the sports background. Your father played football at North Carolina A&T back in the day, 1988 to 1983, before playing professionally with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then both your uncles, one, Troy, played football at North Carolina before joining the New England Patriots in Washington Redskins. Your other uncle, Sean Barnett, played basketball here locally in Mount Olive. So this year you go to James Madison. That's your freshman year com coming up in here this fall. Tell us about the recruiting process and ultimately why you ended up in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, the recruiting process wasn't easy at all. Uh, definitely a lot of ups and downs, a lot of bumpy roads, but I'm tremendously grateful for uh, Coach John Miller, Coach Signetti, and the whole coaching staff for uh, trusting and believing in me. Uh, I had been keeping steady contact with Coach Signetti throughout the season, just sending him my film, uh, keeping in contact, checking in on their season as we both had our season at the same time in the spring. And as we transitioned during the summer, I started uh, going to different camps and all of that. That's when I got in contact with Coach John Miller, the running backs coach. And uh, he was just talking to me about how they feel about me, the their recruiting process, how they feel about things, and would love for me to come up to camp. And that's when Coach Sinceri was hired uh, last summer. So uh, I got in contact with him immediately. Uh, we talked a couple of times on the phone, and I was up there at camp, had a tremendous camp experience, earned an offer, and committed on the spot. Awesome. And JNU obviously is uh, making the leap uh, to another conference this year. So uh, actually in the coming years, I should say. So a uh, big rise for JNU coming up and it's a good time to be with the program. So uh, looking forward to seeing you jump in that level and uh, start off in the college ranks. Now a little bit farther down into James Madison specifically, what do you hope to bring to the squad this fall? And as you prepare for your freshman campaign uh, this football season, what are some of your offseason goals? Uh, right now, I'm in a position to where uh, I'm gaining the trust and respect of my teammates and coaches. First off, that's what I want to do. So I'm very, I'm a very observative person. So I, I look at the senior guys, you know, Tuck, uh, Reggie Brown, Chris Thorne, Ravenel, Wesley McCormick, and a couple of those guys both on both sides of the ball, see how they interact with teammates, just how they work. And I try to implement what they do in, into my daily life. Uh, what I hope to get out of this is to <clears throat> just grow. Uh, each day is a step in the process. And I know if I just keep my head down and grind and focus on the process, which Coach Sincerely talks about being process driven, uh, then I'll get the results that I would like. Always great to have a good mindset going in and obviously having some senior leadership uh, to look up to as well. Going off the field, I mentioned a little bit of your uh, off the field activities, such as chess clubs, Spanish mm -hmm. National Honor Society. What are a few other things off the field that folks should know about Alonzo Barnett? Uh, just like any other teenager, college guy enjoys video games. So uh, sometimes I'll be on Call of Duty Madden with some of the guys and it gets pretty heated on there. We're all competitive and we want to win. But uh, other than that, I enjoy hanging out with friends and just uh, enjoying the simple things in life. Sometimes we, uh, we're so busy into our work uh, and things that we do that we don't just sit back and relax. So I'm just like any other person. I like to relax and have fun with my friends. Absolutely. And uh, as we wind down here, where can people follow you on social media uh, and connect with you this upcoming season? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Alonza B, I, I, I. It's the same on every platform. I try to keep it simple. Uh, those are the places that I can be connected with. Awesome. Well, as I said at the top, Alonzo Barnett, the third former Greensboro Grimsley quarterback, has been joining me today here on Triad All-Stars. 
and he is entering the freshman season at James Madison University in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we will certainly be watching. Alonzo, it's been great having you here on Triad All-Stars. Thank you for joining me. Best of luck heading into your freshman season. Thank you, Ryan. Welcome to Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Hosted by Ryan Smith. Welcome back to Triad All-Stars. My name is Ryan Smith. Joining me today, former East Forsyth and UNC Asheville baseball standout, Ryan Dole. Ryan, how's it going today? I'm doing pretty good. Just enjoying, enjoying this nice weather that we actually have going on right now. It's starting to feel like summer again. Absolutely. Uh, and a little time on your off day in the, uh, mm-hmm. wherever you're at, maybe your locker room, your house, not sure where you're at, but uh, good to, to have you on with me. So let's start with uh, your background. You started uh, and grew up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was sports like growing up? Where did baseball enter the frame? So growing up here, Winston-Salem, like we, it's mainly like I knew baseball was a thing throughout my entire family. Like my grandpa played it, my dad played it. So then it's just watching them play and then watching my brother play. So it's like almost just ingrained in my DNA that I was going to play baseball. But like as a kid, like we, we played all sorts of sports. Like we had a lot of like friends our age in our neighborhood. So like we were playing backyard baseball. We played football. We played basketball. We played street hockey. So like we were just doing all sorts of sports just growing up. And then as we got a little bit older, that's when started playing. Like did all like my little league, all that at Swaim for Kernersville Little League. Very good. And uh, we'll fast forward now to high school specifically. Obviously, East Forsyth, where you went to school. Um, you played high school ball there. What were some of your overall takeaways looking back now uh, about a decade or, or a little more than a decade? Uh, what are some of the takeaways that you took from your time there um, as you played baseball and other sports as well? From my time at East, like I definitely take away like the information that like, Coach Pegram, Coach Plaster, Coach Albright, like, all like ingrained in my mind because like I took it with me to to college and even into pro ball like they gave me just the idea of like what your like mentality has to be what can you expect like day to day like and but also a way to learn how to like protect my arm but also they showed me that you still had a long way to go in high school but if you can continue to get get stronger and then I was able to fully concentrate just on pitching that's where like my mentality started to change. And I started to understand what they were trying to get me to learn in high school. And then I had uh, one of my best friends, Robbie Swab, like he was, he called like all my pitches, my senior, all the pitches, my senior year. So it was like his, like by us being so close, like we understood like what we wanted to do each, each night. Like, I was on the mound and I can also have, say like my brother drew actually helped teach Robbie a little bit when it came to pitch calling as well so it was like by the time we got to high school it's like we've been playing together for a long time like through little league that we just knew and we were always on the same page so it's like I think I took some of that information that I learned in high school and continued to like to this day 
Yeah. And setting that foundation in high school and uh, knowing that you were uh, good enough to play at the collegiate level, it probably gave you a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. and uh, was able to provide a spring forward into the next stage of life, which we'll now get into. Uh, You went to UNC Asheville. That's where you played collegially. Tell me about your overall recruiting process and why UNC Asheville. My, there really wasn't much of a, like a recruiting process because I was at one of the, like a late bloomer. So like I was considered like not many people really knew about me. So it came down to like coach Placer, like was throwing my name out to other schools that were like smaller division one schools. I happened to um, go to a showcase and like in the winter and at UNC actually happened to be there. And I ended up getting invited to their camp on campus that was the first time they truly like saw me in person, like the man, like the head coach saw me in person at that time. And at that point, like he said, they would have offered me on the spot if they had a choice, if they had the money to do so, but they did not So I went back and just started playing, uh, had our regular season started, but it was like, for me, it was something that like, I just like enjoyed the area that was up there, just like being in the mountains. And that was the only true school that was talking to me for that I heard from for quite a while so when it it actually when it came down to filling out like our sheet for senior night that was actual the actual day where like I made my decision just sitting in the cafeteria filling it out it was like this is like for some reason like my hand just started writing it so it's like all right this is like I feel comfortable and confident going there but like not really being recruited at all like kind of just adds a little extra like chip on the shoulder but when I talked to like my head coach from college he says like I they really didn't recruit me I kind of just like recruited myself to that school yeah and you mentioned that chip on your shoulder you went uh through the collegiate process when did you know um that you I know you wanted to probably play pro ball when you were obviously a little kid but when did you know that you had a shot at playing uh, in the majors. Um, We'll get into your career in just a second, but you ended up being drafted in the 32nd round by the Oakland A's in 2012. So just describe uh, this open-ended question, you know, describe that draft process and how you kind of came to going into the majors and and that just how that experience was like. I think going into my, uh, during my junior years, when I knew it was like, there was a chance, it was just more like, will I continue to fully like develop, get, continue to get better. And, but also like being at a small school, like you have to put up really good numbers to get taken out of a very small school. So like, I knew I had to put up the numbers and then I started seeing uh, by having some like big time schools, like in our conference at the time, the scouts were always there. And I think I remember like at the end of my junior year, before I went to summer ball, like, our coaches says like your name starting to like climb up some draft boards as well. And so we'll see what happens that summer. And I happened to go to Alaska and then that's when my name really got put on the map and did not end up getting drafted or even like thought of as like a free agent sign. So I knew going back to my senior year that I put my name out there and then come like scout day that fall my pitching coach just hand me like a stack of letters to go fill out and do all like go through all the the pre-draft like stuff as well but then still going into my senior years like it's still you have to put up the numbers otherwise you're just gonna slide right under the rug and I just remember my it was like 
think it was our first conference series. We had like a huge storm coming in and the A's and the Braves were there to see me and the opposing starting pitcher. So like my college coach just says, like, we're going to play regardless. We're going to play as many as we can because those scouts were there to see us. It was like, that's all that, like, that's what it's all about. So like we played, I think we got seven innings in before the rains, like before it started to pour. And I remember talking to the A's scout that signed me that he said, like, if you look back, it was like, that was the day that essentially like I was like, I pretty much like solidified myself getting picked by one of those two teams that day. And then yeah. I would say getting into like the whole like draft process. Um, I remember I did a couple phone calls with the A's and Braves pre-draft, but I remember it was like, our conference tournament is what won me over with the A's scout. I was in the stands doing our, um, our charts since I was throwing the next day. And he just started talking to me. He was like, what are your plans doing? Like after the season, like, are you going to go to the beach? Like, what are you going to do? And it was just, I told him, I was like, no, I'm going to go back and continue to work out and stay in shape for whenever the draft comes. And he said, that answer is what like, got you is what essentially put you on the board and got me to where I was. And then the day of the draft, like I wasn't even paying attention. I got kept, I go check every now and then on my phone, but I was with my friends just enjoying the summer. And then I get a text from the scout saying that they were about to take me that day. So he turned on and one of my close friends got the audio version of the selection. Yeah. And that had to feel amazing, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Very surreal. Yeah. So you get called up to the A's September 1st, 2015. That is when you uh, made your debut with the athletics. Um, you know, what do you remember about that day? What, what, it, what stands out? Uh, it's a long, is a very long day. And I, I'm glad that like it was like, we were going from East coast to West coast just because like one, like, it was just gave me a little bit extra time to just to sleep because we had a 10 a.m. like direct flight from Nashville to Oakland. And then it was get off the plane, get your bags, and then went straight to the field. And by the time like I got to the field, went to the manager office, like introduced myself and then got like my locker organized. I I barely even had time to like stretch before we went out to go play catch and then come back in and then have maybe an hour or so to just to relax hour and a half to relax and then it was game time and I was out in the out of the game that that night and ended up I remember like our bullpen coach walking down the scouting report to me and said all right start to like here you go just read up on what you want to read I just remember it was like just looking at the scouting report and it was like a whole like novel worth of notes for every hitter I was like I don't know how in the world I'm going to remember all of this first day but then I ended up getting in there that night and but it was just like my whole uh, idea was whatever you don't be the guy to have that first pitch in the bullpen because their bullpen mounds are on the field in Oakland. So it's like, don't be that guy that airmails it to the wall. That first pitch, like I was more nervous that that I think probably after like the first one or two pitches in the, like in the game that night, because like I had like a really good catcher. They just kind of just like settled me down and like knew the game plan that he wanted to do before, like I even got out there that night. 
Yeah. And, and uh, we are running out of time here. I could go on and on about <laughs> uh, your career here, but uh, just to give our listeners a few other nuggets as we wind down here, your other stops after you moved on from the A's uh, have, was also the New York Yankees, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, we'll also include the Winnipeg Gold Eyes as well. Never played for them, but a short stint there. Uh, same with the Seattle Mariners. Never played for them. You played for Tacoma very briefly. Um, and now you're at the High Point Rockers. Um, you re- just reassigned there for this 2022 season. What have you learned along your journey uh, in the majors? And uh, just kind of what's your current focus at this time? Uh, my current focus right now is just to keep putting up like really like the numbers that will help keep me on teams radars to for them to pick me up and continue to get back to the majors because I get in like the way like my last taste like my last time in the majors went is like I I'm not that type of person it's like I'm not going to end it on that like I want I still have something to something else to prove so it's like I'm going to go out on a better note and like I'm going to do what I have to do to make that happen but it's just like the amount of knowledge that I've taken from every different team about when it comes to like pitch selection like how like my analytics are to like just like focusing on certain things and how to attack hitters like taking just just a grasp general knowledge from every team and kind of just like brought it all into one like game plan now and then talking with like the coach uh pitching coach frank viola like using his old school mentality like when it comes to pitching is like that i think his way has helped me become like the pitcher that I know I can be and like the pitcher that I used to be, but with like kind of like, I feel like some, my, I feel like I have like my old stuff again to like when I was at my best in the big leagues. So now it's time to go back out there and show that like, I'm not the pitcher I was when I was at my worst. Like I'm back to what I used to be when I was at my best. Awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation. Um, real quick, my last one for you. Where can people find you on social media if they want to connect? I'm at, on Twitter. It's DullSnacks11. And then on Instagram, it's RyanDull11. Awesome. Well, as I said at the top, Ryan Dull, a former East Forsyth and UNC Asheville baseball standout, has been my guest here on Triad All-Star. Ryan, this has been a fun conversation. Best of luck with the High Point Rockers and the rest of this 2022 campaign. And uh, thanks for joining us today and being a guest on Triad All-Stars. Thank you very much for having me on.